0: Hey, this is Tim Jones, creator of the Sour Grapes comic strip, and you're listening to So Wizard on the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network.
1: Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, You are listening to So Wizards.
2: You're thinking, yous "Are people going to
1: die?" The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under twelve parsecs. There no one to stop us this time.
2: What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 363 of the So Wizard podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. Come on and jam. Welcome to the slam with the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield.
0: Everybody get up. It's time to jam now.
2: We got a real th- good thing going. Welcome to the expert, Mr.
1: Marquis, Ellis Breaking. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the
2: world of nerd. Podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got some news to discuss, and then we've got our review. The newest movie on HBO Max, Space Jam, colon, A New Legacy. Before we get into all that, how the hell is everyone doing this week? Marcellus Rankins, how are
1: you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I had a, uh, I had an idea for a comic book like uh, years ago that I wanted to make, and uh, it's been like living in my brain for, I don't know, probably like 10 years or so. Never got around to doing it, did like one draft of it, never got around to, to working on it, and then someone else came out with the ex- almost the exact same idea, <laughs> and I thought it was cool. I thought it was a cool idea. It was weird. Everyone told me it was a shitty idea, but I didn't care. I loved it. Uh, but someone else did it. Someone beat me to it. So this week I've been like, I'm bummed that I never got a chance to do the book, but I'm psyched that it, it exists in this world. And uh, hopefully in the future I'll get a chance to talk to the the author of it. And sue them? No, God no. He <laughs> oh. took he he took my idea. Well, it wasn't my idea, but he took the... Yeah, he did take your idea. It's <laughs> time to take it back. He took the premise and really like elevated it. So uh, yeah, it's Uh, it's it's much better than what I was going to do.
2: All right. Well, you know, I'm glad that you're here and you're feeling like a disappointment this week. Yes. Uh, Aubrey, how the hell are you?
0: Um, I guess okay. I don't really. I haven't really done much. I did uh, plan an event for my work, and where we had the SPCA come out and some other vendors and stuff um we hosted like a an adoption event called Wolfstock, and all the dogs that came got adopted which was awesome and so the the vendors and the spca and everything are really excited to do another one next year so i'm trying to figure out which month to really do that in because it was definitely too hot to do it this week but that that's all i've been doing
1: That's amazing, Aubrey. That's really good. I did see a bunch of pictures of dogs hanging out at that brewery, and I'm like, I wonder if Aubrey has something to do with this. So that makes sense? (laughs)
0: It's the only thing that makes me happy these days.
2: (laughs) Well, what about uh, something else you got going on in uh, August?
0: Oh, yes. I just got um, approved for press passes to Awesome Con in Washington, D.C., so I'm really excited about that. I bought Noah a ticket too, so it's going to be the both of us going and uh, checking it out. I'll get his perspective on it so I can, you know, tell it how it is for the kids. And then I'll have my own perspective on it. And I'm super, super excited. They have some really awesome people coming.
2: Sweet. So, uh, yeah, if you're going to be in Washington, D.C., the Walter E. Washington Convention Center, August 20th through the 22nd, Aubrey and the notorious NOAH will be in the house.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and you'll definitely know who we are because Noah makes his presence known.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We look forward to lots of coverage, my friend. Uh, As for me, I ain't done shit. Yeah, it's it's not not been a very exciting uh, couple days for me. Uh, We had a person uh, unable to attend work at job number two, so I picked up a bunch of extra shifts. So I literally have worked for uh, nine days straight. Not like four hour shifts at my second job are really that tough, but yeah, it's just. Fitting anything in life-wise around this stuff has been crazy. So I've literally been doing, like, nothing except working, sleeping. And I've been watching a ton of movies. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have been, like, racking up movies lately. Um, I'm going to be talking a lot about them on Patreon this month. But, you know, last two weeks I watched fagin like, Tomorrow War. I watched all three parts of Fear Street. I watched Dynasty Warriors on Netflix. And stuff for the podcast, too. So it's, it's been crazy. It's been crazy. Um, yeah. Me and Adam are hoping to start a new thing on YouTube where we review movies together um, in, on video. Um, normally, I would invite Mark or Aubrey, but they don't like being on video. So, you know, maybe we could get Mark on video. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I, I don't feel like I do enough on this podcast. That sounds like a great no. idea. No.
0: Nope. I have um, the face for radio. so <laughs>
1: I've been told that, too. What are you going to do? It's yeah.
2: it's what the kids want. So we're going to review the Fear Street trilogy. That's going to be our first one. Um, the problem was that Adam didn't realize it was three full-length movies oh, God. <laughs> when he agreed to do it. So I was hoping to have it out this week right away after the end of uh, part three. And he's like, wait, these are full-length movies? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. He's like, I thought they were like an hour long. Yeah. So, so that's the works. But we've watched them and we will be reviewing them at some point. So it's just something kind of cool and extra to do. I got nothing but time now. That my schedule's changed. So why not put more on my plate? You know, very important. Have plenty on your plate. So that's it. That's all I've been doing, watching a ton of movies. But enough about us. Markellis, let's talk about us and tell the listeners where they can find more. So is your podcast.
1: Alright, so everybody can go over to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week uh, You'll also find some movie reviews from yours truly uh, You'll find some recommendations on new movies, books and TV shows from the awesome Adam Ollyhock. Uh You'll also find our merchandise there We have a tea Public Store where you can shop to get some t-shirts, sweatshirts, journals coffee mugs, baby onesies all types of things with the Soul Podcast logo and designs all over it Uh, You can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Instagram. So definitely get at us. Uh, You can subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a five-star review while you're there. You can also find our show wherever podcasts are found, including Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, my personal favorite, Spotify. We have a YouTube page with videos going up constantly from Adam Hawk, including movie reviews, trailers, uh, trailer reactions and interviews. We have a Patreon page where you can support the show for as little as a dollar a month and you will be receiving bonus content and exclusive content from everyone here at the show. Shout out to all of our podcasting family in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey.
0: Laughing
2: about no. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, while we're talking about where to find the show, I just want to send a huge shout out to a new-ish podcatcher that's out there. Which, if you don't know what that is, it's the app on your phone you listen to podcasts on. Um, we are not being paid to endorse them or anything like that, so don't think that because fuck, man, I would take it in a second if they offered the money. But um, it's called Good Pods, and the reason I'm so excited about it is that they actually let you search by independent shows. So if you go to the top list, so for example, you want to see the top shows in like TV and film, up in the corner, you can hit indie only and it takes out all the stupid shit like celebrities which shows or big expensive networks which shows and lets you see more of the smaller podcasts. And for me, anytime any of these companies are going to be out there, banging the drum for smaller indie podcasts. I am all in about them. So I've switched all my listening to good pods at this point. So hopefully they won't become the next pod coin or, (laughs) uh, I don't know what other ridiculous uh, podcast things that have come and gone in the night. But for right now uh, I'm pretty happy with, with uh, good pods. I I think it's cool. I I like anything that gives uh, indie shows a chance, pushes them up front. So, doesn't necessarily have to be our show. It's just it sucks sometimes when you're like, oh, man, how are we doing on the podcast charts? And like the first like 75 spots are like Neil Patrick Harris. You're like I can't compete with that. <laughs> I
0: can't,
2: I, there's nothing I can do to compete with like NBC's official Good Place podcast. It's like I, there, I, I can't. I guess I, it's just not happening. So it's nice to see someone giving the indie shows a chance. I just wanted to give them a shout out. And if you have a chance – to switch over, it's you know, might be pretty cool depending on how you feel about the app. Enough about that. Marcellus, is there news this week? There's some news. Alright, well, I have faith that you're gonna drop it like it's hot and let's talk the news.
1: Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news more. All right. So this week in nerdy news, uh, I don't know if you guys are big fans of Star Trek. Actually, I do know that, but (laughs) you should know by now. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, when they did the reboot of Star Trek a few years ago with J.J. Abrams at the helm, uh, you know, the first one did pretty well. You know, The other two had mixed uh, reviews, I guess you can say. Uh, They did plan on doing a fourth one, but, you know, that kind of. Kind of fell by the wayside, kind of wound up in development hell. But it was announced this week that Star Trek Four is coming. Uh, and it's going to be directed by Matt Shackman, who also did WandaVision. He directed all of the episodes of WandaVision. So he does a good TV show, and then he gets promoted to a Star Trek movie. It's the way it works. So, yeah, we're getting a Star Trek Four, Not Quentin Tarantino's Star Trek, unfortunately. But uh, from the director of... Wandavision. So uh yeah, excitement level. How guy how excited are you guys for the next Star Trek film? Let's go to Aubrey first.
0: I'm pretty excited. I did like uh Wandavision is probably my favorite Disney Plus show that's been released thus far. So I'm super excited about it. I'd like to see what the storyline's gonna be. Um but I mean I'll take it so
1: far. Did you like the last one that came out?
0: I didn't mind it i really liked the first one though and mm. the second one wasn't horrible either so
1: okay all right that sounds good joey what about you man how do you feel about the next star trek movie
2: uh i pretty much hate star trek so <laughs> it's pretty obvious how i feel about it uh i remember the first one of the newer movies at the time was like the best star wars movie in 30 years yes exactly <laughs> like, I did enjoy that, but I think it wasn't because it was, it was mostly not like Star Trek. That's why (laughs) (laughs) it's uh, it's the most un Star Trek thing you can see. I never saw the second one. I think I might've seen like half of the third one. Um, I don't necessarily like hate these Star Trek movies as much as I don't like Star Trek, I think they encompass more of what I like from a sci-fi thing, especially if I can divorce it in my mind from Star Trek. because so I keep worrying it's going to get super boring and there's going to be a lot of talking, but uh, most of the time they're okay. So if I can uh, get in front of the screen and just calm my brain, I could probably enjoy it. And obviously we all loved WandaVision. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm willing to give it a try. I mean, depending on when it comes out, I may not have a choice. So, We'll see, but I'm not, like, 100% against it. It's not like this is, like, the Next Generation Returns or some <laughs> shit like that.
1: Aubrey, like, this is Picard. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you never know. You never know. Aubrey, would you be excited for a uh, Next Generation reboot?
0: Yes, I definitely would. I, I love Riker and Picard in that whole series. I would absolutely love it if what, they made a movie.
1: What if they, like, recast them as, like, younger characters? Would you still be down for it? It depends. Uh, uh, all right. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think I, I love the first Star Trek movie. I think um, the one that JJ did uh, off the bat is like just perfection. I saw it. one of the few movies that I saw like four times in the theaters because I couldn't believe how good oh, it Jesus. was. Jesus! And I, you know, I would talk to someone and I'm like, oh, my God, did you see the new Star Trek? And they'll say no. And I'm like, all right, we're going. <laughs> so I would drag people to go see that movie. Fucking love that Too movie. Too bad it wasn't on premium access. You could just watch it on Firestick. Yeah, it's a long time ago, back in the day. Back in the day when we had to go to the movies to watch it more than once. So yeah, I'm psyched for uh, for the next chapter, whether it's with uh, uh, Kirk and Spock or if they do Picard and Riker. Uh, I think Matt Shackman is a he proved himself to be a pretty good filmmaker with WandaVision. So Star Trek Four, I'm just expecting Beastie Boys, uh, maybe some whales, maybe some time travel. You know, they call back to the other Star Trek Four, but. Yeah, they don't have a date yet for it. They got writers. They got a director. So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty cool. Excited for that. Wasn't Chris Helmsworth in a movie with whales? Hmm. Oh, yeah. He played uh, the Moby Dick uh, writer. Oh, shit, dude. It's a fucking cinematic universe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't think they're going to I don't think they're going to bring Chris Hemsworth back for this one. I think that I mean, it's possible they they probably could dust that that idea off, but I don't think that's going to happen
2: fucking free will you gonna be in the end
1: credits (laughs) so speaking of what was supposed to be a TV show but has been turned into three uh, full length movies uh, we're finally getting that TV show based in the John Wick universe the Continental originally it was gonna be set as a TV show Uh, they had a writer's room broke down scripts but it was announced this week that instead of a TV show they're actually gonna make three movies uh, three uh, feature length movies uh, for TV, so it's going to be like a mini series. Uh, it's going to take place in the '70s, and it's going to be about uh, Winston, uh, who was played by uh, I want to say Ian McShane in the John Wick movies. It's going to be about his a uh, younger version of his character, and I believe the the actual building of the Continental Hotel from the John Wick movies. So three movies. Uh, one director is going to be doing two of them. Albert Hughes, who is was uh, half of the Hughes brothers. Administer Society, uh, From Hell. Dead Presidents? Dead Presidents, yep. He's kind of struck out on his own and doing his own thing. So he's going to be filming. He's going to be directing the first episode or the first movie and the third movie. And they haven't announced a director for the second movie. But I don't know. 70s action John Wick style uh, that you don't have to go to the theaters to see. It's going to be available on Stars. Stars. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so yeah, what do you guys think, Joey? How do you feel about a uh, three movies in a continental?
2: You know what? A week ago, I would have been like, "Fuck this shit it's stupid." I want to watch three movies on a TV. Fuck this shit. Yeah. And then I watch Fear Street. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, "This works. This works." <laughs> <laughs> but just the thing is, you just don't want to get behind. Like that. That was the big oomph with those three movies. Was like, I watched the first one. I really liked it and then I was starting to get behind. Like it was like, I knew the third one was coming out and I hadn't watched the second one yet. And I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> get super behind. I'm not going to have the time to sit down and watch these things. Um, thankfully I did actually a Friday, uh, Saturday night I sat in front of the TV for like six hours. <laughs> <laughs> I watched, I watched the rest of fear street and space jam. So, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Space Jam 2 well, Let's not get let's not get it twisted. Um, but I made the time, um, so it, I think it's a cool concept, especially if they're really well made, which I'm expecting. Um, not counting like all the ripoffs and movies made because John Wick was a hit. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm expecting uh, high marks from the people that are actually <laughs> like making things that are entries into this actual franchise. Um, we'll see, man. We'll see. Uh, thankfully, it's going to be a, you said on stars, right? Right. So they don't have to tone down violence or anything like that. So that's good. Um, But I'm excited, man. I love that universe. I love action movies. Uh, This is going to be something me and the kids are going to sit down and like just fucking tear it up and watch these because they're awesome. Uh, It's going to be weird to see if they can top uh, that fucking scene where Holly Berry and her dogs and John Wick are fighting like 50 guys. (laughs) Was amazing. So that's like the bar right now they have to beat. I don't know if we can do that going back to the 70s, but I guess we'll see. So, yeah, man, I'm all in. I'm all in. I will expect us to be reviewing this on the podcast.
1: Awesome. Awesome. All right, Aubrey, how about you? How do you feel about a 70s era John Wick type of uh, story that you can watch at home?
0: I don't know. It seems like it would be cool. Like, I really liked Life on Mars, which, like, brings him back to the 70s. Mm -hmm. So, like, isn't the 60s, 70s? Like, I like that era. I just, I don't know if I'm going to care too much about a TV show about it.
2: How would you feel if it was a Beckman TV show that was three movies? Oh. It's like the it's story disgusting. of how they built that church. <laughs> yeah,
0: disgusting. <laughs> the
2: I story could. of how that one Baldwin brother got fat he was wearing weird scarves.
1: I kind of want to see that movie, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I would watch, I would watch that show. <laughs> uh, Alright, so uh, yeah, the one, I, I'm also excited to see if they bring that nonstop action element from the movies to the TV show or to the TV movies. Uh, the writer and the co-directors are all executive producing the show. So at least they have their fingers, you know, in the pot. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be cool. I, th- I think it might be a-, a cool idea. We'll have to take a look at the trailer and see how that shakes out. But I think it's a good idea. I like them doing movies instead of uh, doing like a TV trilogy instead of a, a weekly TV show. All right, so then in the last bit of news, uh, speaking of sequels, uh, it was announced today that Kevin Smith is going back behind the camera again. He's already in New Jersey, and he is doing pre-production on Clerks 3. Speaking of trilogies, uh, this one will be uh, a fully financed movie. Uh, it got picked up by Lionsgate, which means that he has the money to film the movie in New Jersey. He doesn't have to go to, I think it was Louisiana for uh, his last movie. But yeah, we're getting the clerks three. That's pretty much the script is pretty much his life. Uh, One of the characters has a heart attack and decides that he wants to use his friends at the convenience store to make a movie. I'm sure there's a lot more to it than that, but that's the, that's the original gist of it. Me being a huge Kevin Smith fan, obviously I'm going to be there day one, but uh, what do you guys think of a clerks three? Let's go back to Aubrey. I feel
0: like this is going to be one of those movies that like, Gets a sequel, but it's so almost like Bill and Ted. Yeah. Like, it's just so far in the future. Nobody, the, it, it's not going to have new revenue. It's going to have revenue from people that grew up with the clerks movies. It's mm-hmm. not going to generate like a new crowd. So I don't know if it's a really good idea. I, I don't know. Have it you- it kind of sounds stupid to me.
1: <laughs> have you watched the other clerks movies? One or two?
0: I have watched one. Okay. Or maybe it's two. I've watched one of them.
1: Was it in color or in black and white?
0: It was in color.
1: Oh, so it was part two.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> that, solves, that solves that mystery. <laughs> All right. So Aubrey, I would say if you have some time, definitely check out part one. I think, um, I don't know, I think you might enjoy it. Uh, have
0: a really weird sense of
1: humor. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, that's why I think you would like, that's why I think you might enjoy it. It's, it's, it's pretty heady and, and dark in some places. Um, Joey how about you man how how are you feel how are you feeling about a clerk's 3 coming out uh unpopular opinion uh, i don't care
2: <laughs> not I, even I remotely interested i don't think kevin smith has it anymore i don't think he's the same person that made movies that i love fucking 20 something years ago yeah uh, and i don't think he can be that person anymore and that's fine but that also means i'm not going to watch his fucking shitty movies so the end not watching it sorry guys sorry mark sorry fan men sorry friends not interested at all is kevin smith gonna start crying now or well he's always crying so <laughs> really matter. Um, yeah i don't know i just you know i love clerks i love mall rats i loved chasing amy wasn't that big big a fan of dogma i like jane silent bob strike back mm-hmm. that was pretty much it that's where i kind of fell off of that gravy train of, uh, Kevin Smith stuff. And I don't know, some of his more recent stuff. I didn't really like Tusk. I haven't watched yoga hosers. I've heard it's horrendously bad. Um, yeah, just, you know, just not really feeling it anymore, man. So cool, I guess I'll, I'll watch <laughs> it if you guys are going to make me, but you know, it'd be nice to see him recapture that. Yep. It's spark from, uh, 19, oh, 94? N- How long ago was that?
1: 97. I think maybe,
2: Oh, That's it's got to be earlier than that because I remember me and Jen watched Clerks. We rented it and we'd only been dating for like a month.
1: Holy shit. It was 94.
2: Yes, because I remember when it came out in theaters, we wanted to see it, but it wasn't. Pl- it didn't play anywhere around here. I think it might have played at Pleasant Street for like a week. Yeah. But you have to remember also that this was 1994. So if you didn't see in the newspaper that it was playing, then you didn't <laughs> know it was playing. <laughs> And with the smaller art house theaters out uh, near the colleges by where we live, if you didn't get the art fart uh, newspaper, (laughs) they had like a different newspaper. It was like an arty farty newspaper. Um, that would have those places in them. If you didn't get those newspapers, then you wouldn't have no idea what was playing there. So yeah, yeah, there's no way we would have saw it in theaters. But yeah, I, I remember renting it with Jen. We had been dating for like a month. So and now we've uh, been married twenty uh, something years, and we have two kids, and one of them's in college. So uh, it's been a while since Kevin Smith's been good. So. <laughs> I was actually just
0: talking to somebody about it the other day about how you used to have to look up numbers in the phone book and. Mm-hmm. Our idea of fun was like prank calling random numbers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Can't really get away with that now.
2: Yeah, you can't. Yeah. I just, I was, I think it was on the countdown uh, Facebook group that people were talking about uh, big ads every Friday in the newspaper. They would have the big picture ads. Mm -hmm. So you'd have like the pictures of the, uh, you don't remember this, Aubrey. You're too too young. They have the big (laughs) pictures of like the movie posters. Do you remember this, Mark?
1: Yeah, I used to embarrassingly carry around an *Empire Strikes Back* newspaper print in my pocket.
2: <laughs> oh, I used to, to cut summer. them out and hang them on my wall.
0: <laughs> I remember looking at the times in the newspaper, but yeah. we only had one movie theater. So, well, no, we had two. But the second one closed down, I think late '90s, because that was the one where like that serial killer was picking up kids. Jesus,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're talking about right now. This is a little more interesting than uh, me and Mark looking at the newspaper when we were eight years old.
0: I, if I, I can't, I can't remember his name, but it was like he was picking up kids at that movie theater, and then he would bring them to. Um,
2: to see clerks?
0: <laughs> no, I think it was the Otis Reservoir, and that's where he would dump the bodies. Jesus fuck!
2: This is just took a good, very dark turn.
0: <laughs> but hey, you, you would, know what?
2: <laughs> True crime podcasts get a lot of downloads, <laughs> so keep going, Aubrey.
0: They ended up closing that movie theater, but you would really, you wouldn't even really look at the times for that one anyway, because you didn't want to get kidnapped. So you would look at <laughs> the main movie theater that was at the mall, but you would have to look up the times.
2: Wow good lord uh, alright well on that note uh... <laughs>
1: alright
2: so yeah so that's it that's all I got for the news alright we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back with our review Space Jam A New Legacy
0: Voyage into the final frontier with Twin Cities Trekkies hosted by Wes Huntington and Mackenzie Flickinger. We talk about everything from the original series all the way to Star Trek Strange New Worlds and everything in between. Join us every Wednesday on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. And as
2: Spock would say,
1: live long and prosper.
2: And we are back. All right, guys, we all had a chance to watch it. The much anticipated sequel to Space Jam. It's Space Jam, A New Legacy, now streaming on HBO Max and in theaters nationwide, and worldwide, I think, uh, in most of the world. And uh, we're going to tell you what we thought about it. We're going to start, as always, with non-spoilers. We're going to give you our impressions. Mark Ellis will then drop the drop delineating spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, you can bounce, and uh, you'll at least know what we thought. And the rest of you can stick around. We'll talk a little more in depth. So let's get started. Mark Ellis Reagans, what would you think of Space Jam, A New Legacy?
1: Well, you know, I didn't grow up uh, with the original Space Jam. Like, it was... I was a little too old for it when it originally came out, or the first Space Jam. So uh, I recently rewatched it just so I could, you know, get back into that that mindset of, of where they were coming from. And I really liked the first one. Like, the first one was really enjoyable for me. So this one, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, they have the, the pattern set for the first one. Let's see if they can recapture it. And I don't know. For some reason with this one, I feel like I should like it because it has all of the ingredients. But I was just bored through most of it. All right.
2: All right, Aubrey, what about you?
0: Uh, I'm kind of with Mark, except when the first one came out, I was younger. And it was at the height of, like, the Chicago Bulls were everything. Michael Jordan was everything. I played basketball, so it was, like, a much different feeling to that movie. And seeing this one, it's like, I don't really care <laughs> I don't know. It's not the same. It doesn't hit the same. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Well, you know, what I'm
2: going to say is that uh, in the last three weeks, we've been very lucky to have three big release movies. And I'm super happy to see our download numbers and listeners coming back uh, from, you know, COVID is is over According to the governor of Massachusetts, COVID is over. Um, But, you know, people are starting to get back to the movies. Bigger movies are coming out. It's great. We're loving it. Nice to see everybody heading back. Uh, Unfortunately, I've watched two of the worst movies of the year in the last two out of the last three weeks. Uh, This movie is a fucking abomination. Uh, I hated every second I spent watching it. It was pure physical pain. I feel like I should be able to report the makers of this movie to the Geneva Convention. Uh, Because it was cruel and unusual torture to make me watch this piece of shit fucking movie.
1: Thank you. Wow.
2: I hated this movie. Like hate. Like you know the awful human emotion of hatred. Like hate. Like I hated this movie. Like it's gross. Like I don't like this movie at all. It feels icky and gross like watching it. And we'll get into that in spoilers. But to put it in non-spoiler terms. You're basically watching a commercial for the WB. Yeah. And it's a two hour commercial for the WB targeted at children. And it you know what? The first Space Jam, which I love, I own it on fucking Steelbook <laughs> Blu-ray. Okay. I do love the first space jam and I perfectly understand that it is based off a fucking Nike commercial. <laughs> It also exists to be a commercial, but there was just something a little more pure about it. Maybe it wasn't so in your face. Maybe the lack of the amount of franchises used, because it was just you know Michael Jordan slash basketball slash Nike and Bugs Bunny. Where this is just everything, like maybe it just doesn't feel so bad. You know, maybe because I, I wasn't young when Space Jam came out, so like I appreciated for the kitsch that it was. Uh, This is just gross like I hated this movie I hated every second I was watching this movie I wish I uh could have had the priest from fear street come and gouge my eyes out while I was watching it so yeah that's where I was at and you guys all watch this at home or did you go to the theaters
0: I watched it at home.
1: Yeah, there was no way I was going to sit in a the theater with a bunch of kids watching this movie. <laughs> you guys like have uh, HBO Max, right? That's how you watched it? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay, well, I mean, I have your password, so I know you have HBO. Max. <laughs> <laughs> Funny aside about that, I keep getting emails from AT&T telling me I get, because we have AT&T, they keep telling me, oh, you have free HBO Max. I'm like, nah, I don't care, I already got it. He's <laughs> <laughs> some, somebody else's password.
0: Yeah, you might uh, as well use mine to pay for it, so.
2: That's our non-spoiler impressions of Space Jam. It does not sound promising, so if you haven't seen it, uh, maybe it's for the best if you don't. But if you have, and you or you don't care, and you want to stick around, we're going to spoil it. So, Marcellus, drop that drop, and let's spoil Space Jam: A New Legacy. Spoiler alert! I had seen the future, and I had to prevent it. All right, guys, we're going to start, as always, with things that we liked. Aubrey, was there anything that you liked about this movie?
0: Um, I mean, I like that it's Space Jam, but I also don't like that it's Space Jam. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I like the characters again. I kind of like the the little tiny humor in it, but it's about it. It's just not, I don't know. I like that it was on HBO Max, so I didn't have to pay (laughs) for it.
2: (laughs) Okay. All right. But that's a positive. Uh, all right,
1: Markellis, uh, how about you? Yeah, there was a, a few things I, I did like about it. Um, I actually really enjoyed the animation style. I like that it was uh, there was a, a nice, healthy amount of 2D animation that looked great. Uh, this, the 3D uh, CGI animation, which I thought was going to look stupid on the, the Looney Tunes characters, it actually looked pretty cool. I was surprised. And the, um, the goon squad, the, the CGI and the goon squad was really, really cool. I was like really impressed with that. I like the idea of him going to Warner brothers and then presenting an idea like, you know what we can do? We can take you and digitize you and put you in a bunch of Warner brother properties. Like, wouldn't that be cool? And he's like, that's a stupid idea. And then you watch the movie and it's him in a bunch of Warner <laughs> brother properties. So I'm like, ah, okay. right. It
2: turns out he was right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so he kind of called it. So, there was one thing that I really, really liked, and un- unfortunately, it's it comes at the end of something that I hated. Like, the worst thing, one of the worst things about this movie was one scene that I'll talk about later. But at the end of that scene, there's a picture of, a, there's an image of Tweety Bird dressed as Slick Rick, rapper Slick Rick. And for some reason, that cracked me up. I rewound that like five times. I love that. For some reason, it, it it was just it was really funny to me. Like it was a stupid scene, but that image of him sliding across the screen, dressed as Slick Rick, just it killed me. Oh, and I thought it had a really good message. I thought it had a really good message of of you know, everyone in the movie feels that they're that no one can see them, that no one can can actually see who they are as a person, as an individual, for their you know, individuality, for lack of a better word. So I like that that message was kind of. Spread out through all of the characters. I thought it was actually pretty cool. So I actually really did enjoy the message aspect of it. It's kind of ham fisted, but you know, it's there. So I liked it. I wish I
2: hadn't been able to see any of the characters (laughs) like at all. Like just the movie (laughs) just didn't turn on. Like that would have made it better for me. All (laughs) right. So that's it. That's all I liked. All right. All right. Um, Let's see. What did I like? Um, Don Cheadle is uh, fucking awesome in this movie. (laughs) Yeah he clearly knows what kind of movie this is and he's having a blast in the movie. It's almost to the point where I would almost say it's worth watching it just to watch him clearly having a blast making this movie. Um, it's not, but it's standout like performance, like, I'm not saying it's like Oscar worthy or anything, but it reminds me a lot of like Forrest Whitaker and Jingle Jangle. Like, like he didn't just show up to cash the check. Like this dude showed up and went to fucking work. (laughs) Like He is awesome in this movie. He's really funny. Even if his lines aren't funny, just like his presence and everything. just the way he's carrying himself and the acting performance. I thought he was fucking great in the movie. I I really liked him in the movie. Um, And I like him anyway. I think he's great in fucking Marvel movies and stuff too. So, uh, Emmy-nominated guest star, <laughs> Don Cheadle, excuse me.
1: Um, you got to figure this performance is worth at least five nom- five uh, Emmy nominations if he got one for uh, 92 for, seconds. <laughs> yeah,
2: you know, the 92 seconds of Falcon Winter Soldier. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that was really the only thing I liked about the
1: movie
2: <laughs> at all. Um, I will say that I, my main concern, one of my main concerns going in, bef- besides everything else I was concerned about, was like, how are they going to get? LeBron into Looney Tunes, um, and the, I, I actually didn't mind it in this this cartoon at all, like or mm-hmm. this movie at all. I thought that was well done. The idea that you know he's an evil AI and he's he pulls LeBron into the computer, yep. Like I thought that was fine. Like that worked fine. I thought that was good. That was fine. I, I actually like that. And I will say that when LeBron was uh, 2D animation. With the Looney Tunes, um, I thought he did a great job acting wise. I, yeah, he didn't. He didn't um, seem as god fucking awful <laughs> as he was in live action. I don't know what the difference is. I don't. I've never acted, and I've never done voice work, so maybe the voice work was a little easier for him or a less pressure. You know, being on a set like that or anything. So I mean, but he seemed way better in the animated part and in some of the animated parts when it wasn't the things I absolutely hated about the movie weren't that bad um, when it was a 2D animation so
1: mm-hmm.
2: I mean that's really about it I'm like stretching like whole things that I liked about the movie but honestly like Don Cheadle's performance was really the only thing that I walked away from that being like well that wasn't 100% dog shit so uh, yeah so that's it for me but with the good must come the bad Barkellis Reagans. Tell us what you didn't like about Space Jam, A New Legacy.
1: Before I forget, I just want to say Don Cheeto as uh, Bill Belichick. This <laughs> wearing the blue cutoff uh, sweatshirt, and that one scene just cracked me up. I thought that was hilarious. Um, so, the, the one of the main things that I didn't like about it is that it, it took six writers to come up with this story. I read, I counted it at the beginning. It's like six people wrote this story. And they, again, they put all of the right elements there, but for some reason, it just doesn't gel it just doesn't stick together and
2: uh, it's like you had all the mi- pieces to make the cake on the counter but you forgot to put the fucking eggs in it or something
1: no they, <laughs> they had the eggs they just forgot to turn the oven on They turned it on to like five yeah. degrees and they're like all right that's fine right yeah
2: and they put it on the fucking table in front of you <laughs> eat this shit
1: <laughs> so uh yeah yeah it didn't quite like work i don't know and it, it really sucks that i watched the first one right right before it or a couple of days before it because as goofy as that one was, it made sense. And it's because that one was about the Looney Tunes and they needed Michael Jordan to save them. This one was about LeBron James and he kind of needed the Looney Tunes. Well, he kind of needed someone and the Looney Tunes just kind of showed up. So shifting that focus, I mean, it makes sense because it's a sequel, but it didn't quite work, especially it didn't quite work as well as the first one. Uh, the rat battle scene, that's the scene that I wanted to, to gouge my own eyes out during that scene. I'm like, this is, this is horrible. And I can't even imagine kids would like this at all. But again, I got to see Tweety Bird just as Slick Rick. And for some reason that just tickled me.
2: Well, uh, I'll, I will get to this when it's my turn, but, uh, just to point out, and this is a problem with the movie through the entire fucking runtime is that it's a reference to Slick Rick. Uh, I get it. Mark gets it. Slick Rick's biggest album came out when, Mark Ellis? Uh, 87, 86? 1988. <laughs> oh, the Great yeah. Adventures of Slick Rick. Do you know how old I was in 1988? I was 11. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 44 fucking years old right now. Who is that joke for? Like, what kid even fucking understands that? Anyway, continue.
1: Yeah, I, that, that joke was made just for me, dude. <laughs> I think that's pretty obvious. <laughs> Not even for anyone else, just Mark. Um, I saw that, uh, so Nicola Martin-Green was going to be in it and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's awesome. I love her. Loved her in Walking Dead. I uh, loved her in a few episodes of, uh, the Star Trek show that I watched. I think she's awesome. But I'm like, oh good. I get to see her do her thing. She's barely in it and she doesn't do anything at all except for like standing on the sidelines. I'm like, oh man, what a waste. What a fucking waste. And then obviously the main thing I didn't like, it was what, what you kind of just touched on Joey. I couldn't understand why there were so many Game of Thrones references in this thing cuz again it's a ki- it's it's for kids but I you know I understand they put jokes in there for adults but Game of uh, Game of Thrones fucking training day I'm like this is I don't understand like how this is supposed to be entertaining the kids unless you just want to completely corrupt them you want to sell little kids on Game of Thrones and maybe it's popular with kids I don't know I don't know but I, I just couldn't deal with all of the the clearly R-rated marketing, like putting LeBron James in Mad Max, that's a fucking rated R movie. I don't want a kid. Well, I don't have any kids, but I don't want like a little kid going, "Oh my god, it looks cool. I want to see that movie." And then all of a sudden, you know, six-year-olds are watching Mad Max. Nobody wants that.
2: So yeah. And you remember when all the kids were excited about Cal Drago uh,
1: railing Khaleesi <laughs> doggy style, right? <laughs> that's like one of the many things that's like wrong with that. There's a, there's, a gazillion, there's a gazillion insane scenes in Game of Thrones that should not be advertised anywhere near kids at all. So, uh, yeah, that drove me absolutely fucking bananas.
2: All right. All right.
1: Aubrey, give us some things you didn't like about
2: Space Jam, A New Legacy.
0: Um, I mean, it's... Pretty much everything you guys have really hit on, like, all of the product placement is really obnoxious in this movie. And, I mean, even the stores are flooded with Space Jam merchandise, which I don't understand because I don't really think it was good enough to have that much merchandise. Because it's a meme. <laughs> no, it's not a meme. Um, I really enjoyed the first one, so it's really hard to watch the second one. And enjoy it. And it's really hard to give it a fair shot when the first one was so great. That when it's hard to really... It it hits all the right notes. It has nostalgia. It's hard to surpass that. So it's... I don't know. It's just not good. I didn't really think that LeBron James was as famous as Michael Jordan during this time. I feel like there's other basketball players who appeal to kids more. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just out of the game, but it, I don't know. Basketball was also much bigger in the 90s when Space Jam first came out.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I feel like the Chicago Bulls were everything to everyone.
1: So I don't really know. <laughs>
2: All right. Well, you know, I guess uh, I guess it's my turn. Um, so, like I said, I absolutely fucking hated this movie. Uh, let's start off right off the bat. I hate LeBron James. I don't like LeBron James. I don't think he's even a hair on Michael Jordan's ass. Um, and I just don't like him. So I'm not even going to get too further into it. Because we're not a sports podcast, but I don't like LeBron James. Um, I don't like. Oh, God, I'm going to go off. I don't like him uh, and his super team assembling throughout the league. I'm just not a big LeBron James fan. As a Boston Celtics fan, I I really can't be a LeBron James fan. It's just not physically possible. Besides the fact that he's on the Lakers currently, I, I just can't do it. I don't like LeBron James. So that's a big hurdle for me to hop over to watch this movie. But I was willing to do it for the podcast. Um uh, just from the start of the movie, let's see. Uh, LeBron's acting is horrendous, like beyond horrendous. Um, I didn't understand. And maybe you guys could help me the story of the movie. He's a dick in the beginning of the movie. Like he's not a good father. Like, what are we, <laughs> wait, this is the character we're invested in. <laughs> like, this is the guy I'm cheering for in the movie. Uh, he's just not a good father. He treats his son like crap. And then I, so what was the, what was the, Moral oh. of the movie, Markellis, if LeBron James, in theory, at least for this generation, all right, let's just be real. I, as much as I don't like him, for this generation, he's the best player in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did that by not playing video games as a kid and playing basketball. Right. So does that mean video games are bad? <laughs> or, like, what was the message? Because then his son, like, plays video games. So, like,
1: right? You I have- don't know. You have to choose your own path. You have to be you you can't let anyone kind of tell you what to do or guide you in, in in a direction. If you want to be you want to be a video game developer, you should be able to be a video game developer without having without having, you know, anyone above you kind of push you down. If you want to be a wacky Tasmanian devil on a basketball court, you shouldn't have LeBron James as your coach telling you not to do it. That's why at the end he says all right, you guys, the only way we're going to win this game is if you guys are who you are supposed to be, if you're truly the Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. So, they, yeah, it was
2: it was just a tough like investment like from the beginning because when you see him interacting with his son Dom who becomes like the bad guy, yeah, for like half the movie, um he's like a dick.
1: He's, well, like, yeah, he's that, not a good parent. <laughs> he he finds his art. That's the whole thing of the story. But he there, starts off as a bad the, parent and becomes a good parent. He realizes that But there's, there's no
2: nuance to it like If if Dom didn't get sucked into a computer at the WB, like would anything have changed? No. (laughs) (laughs) So it took all of that to make LeBron not be
1: an asshole to his kid. Yes. All right. That's what the movie Um, is for. That's that's his journey. the the kid uh, The kid had his journey. I just didn't like the way it
2: was presented. Like I didn't. There was no like like sign of like even a flicker of you know why like you know what i mean like you didn't see like his side of it at all but and then the movie then turns around tells you you have to cheer for him after you just saw him be an asshole for
1: like 15 minutes no he was a jerk through the entire movie (laughs) well yeah but i'm just saying like
2: it was really bad at the beginning because he's being an asshole to his kid
1: yes exactly but you (laughs) saw like him as a little kid and, you know, his mom not being able to go to the game and him learning that lesson of, you know, put away the games and just focus on basketball. It happened to work out yeah, for him. Yeah, guess what happened?
2: He became the best basketball player ever. <laughs> right. It
1: worked out his for kid him. His not put the game away. His kid just wouldn't
2: play the game. Like, I don't know. The, the, the message was just muddled to me. That's all I'm saying. It felt very muddled. And it. If- you and I are arguing about this right now. How does like a six-year-old kid watching this be like? Wait, is the dad the cool guy because he won't let him play video games? Like, is it, wait, is he not? Is it like my dad who yells at me? And like, like what is this? You know? I I don't know. I just I didn't like the message at the beginning of the movie, and it was hard for me to even invest at that point to a fake idolize, idealized Lebron James because he's just an ass. Yes. Um, the rest of the movie, so he gets sucked into the Looney Tunes land or the AI that, you know, is all about WB. Uh, there was no reason he he didn't... Why did he have to pick the Looney Tunes besides the fact that the movie's called
1: Space Jam? Uh, I believe Don Cheeto's character forced him to choose the Looney Tunes. He put he put him into Looney Tunes' world. And when he yep. got to Looney Tunes' world, there was no one there except for Bugs. Right. So him and Bugs have to go and recruit everyone who just happens to be in other Warner Brothers properties.
2: Um, but he got bugs and then he had a list of like different people where he was like oh uh, and and good lord they were all fucking like terrible wb references (laughs) but it was like superman and the matrix and whatever um but then bugs playing is like yeah no never mind and then that's it he's like oh okay i'll just get your friends that are horrendous at basketball and we're gonna lose and my son will die (laughs) (laughs)
1: uh yes yeah okay Uh, i'm (laughs) just just making sure i didn't miss something again bugs wanted uh, bugs wanted his friends back and he kind of tricked LeBron into making that happen.
2: Look, I love you and Aubrey to death. You're my best friends. But if it was my daughter's life on the line, <laughs> I probably would go grab Superman for the basketball team instead of one of you guys. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm
0: just I saying. I would totally be fine with that because I think that I would lose.
2: If it was football, I might grab Ronald McDonald. But, you know, <laughs> who knows? Uh, anyway. So the the main thing that that I hate about this movie is the commercialism of it, and I know that's silly to think of a modern movie, but like Markella said, a lot of references to things that are re- either really outdated or just not appropriate for the target audience, and it just it felt gross. Mm-hmm. Um, between Game of Thrones and here's fucking Pennywise in the background, and here's the fucking guys from uh, Clockwork Orange. Yep. Uh, like, why are are those things in the movie? And, and you can almost make an excuse like, okay, well, they were just in the background. So, the, okay. So if you want to take that out and say, all right, that was just background stuff, you wouldn't 100% notice it. All right, that's fine. But there were a lot of Game of Thrones jokes. Like Markella said, the rap thing was horrendous anyway, but it had references to fucking rappers that were from when I was 11 years old. Um, there's multiple Matrix jokes uh, regardless of the fact that the matrix four is coming out, I think we can all agree that it's hasn't been in the fucking pop
1: culture zeitgeist for at least five to 10 years. Yeah. Um, Every, every good matrix joke was done 15 (laughs) to 20 years ago.
2: Right. And like, what is the, why is that? Why is it a joke in here? Like, I don't get it. Like it, it just, the whole thing just felt like it was made to sell you WB franchises instead of just concentrating on being a good space jam movie. As much as I don't like LeBron James, like, you could make a good Space Jam movie with him as the basketball player. It just doesn't – it just – everything feels, like, cynical and, like, just gross and, like, it's a weird, like, marketing thing to little kids that there's fucking, like, R-rated movie references. Like, Mad Max, like you said, Markellis. Um it's just, just weird, man. It just feels weird and it feels icky. It feels like seeing the man behind the curtain. Like you're real scared of the Wizard of Oz, and then you see that fucking guy behind the curtain, and you're like, oh, that guy sucks balls. <laughs> um, like that's how it feels. Like like we're not almost feels it feels like the end of the Matrix. Like all of a sudden you could see the green lines in a fucking wall. Like all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute, this is a fucking crass, like gross, like just fucking two hour commercial. This is awful.
1: Well, they, they tried to blend everything together. I mean, I I definitely hear what you're saying. And it can be done. Like Lego Batman, I think, did a really good job of, you know, having a, a good story, but then taking pot shots at other franchises. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think they just tried to have their cake and eat it, too. Um, but unfortunately, the script just didn't it couldn't hold it. So all you all you get left is the obvious like if the script was smart and funny, you wouldn't even—you probably wouldn't even notice like the horrible uh, cosplayers in the background of those scenes. Oh, man, <laughs> <If> some you... <laughs> of them are real bad. Some of them are real bad. Seriously, I—I I couldn't believe it. I'm like, all right, maybe they just went to a convention and it was like, all right, put on your best like penguin costume, <laughs> and you get to hang out in the set for a little while.
2: Watching this movie felt like someone held me down and put a copy of Ready Player One on my chest, and then took a jig big shit on me.
1: <laughs> That's
2: that's what watching this movie was like.
1: That reminds me of a scene from Clockwork Orange. Uh, kids won't get that, though.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not a kid's movie, unfortunately.
1: <laughs> and to
2: me, like it's even more annoying when you see online like people are desperate to defend this movie for some reason. I don't understand why. I mean, they're like, well, it's a kid's movie. It's a kid's movie. You're old, and it's a kid's movie. Well, you know what? There's awesome kids' movies. WB themselves made fucking Lego movie uh, and Lego Batman and Lego movie Two was WB also, uh, you know, movies like Coraline, Paranorman, those are all fucking fantastic, like top tier kids movies. This is not that mm-hmm. <laughs> this is something different. And I can't really describe it without you watching it. Cause it's hard for me to just say, Oh, well it, there was a fucking, uh, I don't know. Granny doing a fucking matrix thing. And, and it sounds dumb, but it, it feels even worse. Like when you're watching it and, and, the runtime of this movie is oh. atrocious. There's no reason for this movie to be two hours long. There's no reason for it. Two fucking hours long. Awful. The first one's 90 minutes. This movie should be a tight fucking 90 minute movie. Mm-hmm. Go in. Looney Tunes. Basketball game. Ha ha ha. Funny. Nostalgia. Here's the theme song. Out.
0: We That's all know it. how I feel about two hour movies.
2: I know, <laughs> man. It was, that was a slog. So I I, just, I can't stand this movie. This is the worst movie I've seen this year, I think. It might be. I think it might be the worst movie I've seen this year. Wow. It's close, man. It's close. It, it, it's a lot for the bottom five, no matter what. But I'm, I'm like, still have made up the order at this point. But man, this is bad. I will ask you, Mark Ellis, what did you think of Michael B. Jordan in it?
1: Oh, that was, you know, that's like a, and I've said this before on a show, comedy is all about timing. That is a fantastic joke but the timing was so they telegraphed it like from a mile away. So um when it happened it was like, oh, yeah. You knew that was coming. But it would have been really funny if it just, you know, if it was quick and it just happened. But yeah, I was I was glad to see him. It's a it's a obvious joke, but I thought it worked.
2: It was, I I figured you'd like that. But yeah, I thought this movie sucked and uh you know what? I took that personally. So <laughs> uh, All right. Well, I think we've said enough about how shitty this movie is. We got to give it a score out of five, zero to five, five being the best, zero being the absolute worst. Aubrey, what do you have for Space Jam, A New Legacy?
1: Um, I'm going to give it a zero. All
2: right, a zero. Fantastic. And Mark Ellis, how about you?
1: Uh, I am a fan of the animation, the different animation styles. And like I said, even though the message was ham fisted, uh, it was still a message that was in there. So I'm giving it a 2.5 out of five. Oof, two and
0: five. Man, you great easy, man. No, no, two point pretty
1: high. <laughs> hey, I listed all of my I listed exactly why I liked it. It's not, it's not a great movie, but it's not it's not the complete, like, you know, dumpster fire that Joey's making it out to be. <laughs> all right. Well,
2: I am giving this a half a star out of five. I am giving it a half a star strictly for Don Cheadle and nothing else in this movie. Fuck this movie. It has is gotta be the worst movie I've seen all year at this point. I can't imagine anything worse. So
0: yeah, it just it, it just wasn't good. I'll never watch it again.
1: Let's see, if you have HBO Max and uh, two-plus hours to kill, watch it and decide for yourself.
2: We'll see. If you do watch it, though, hit us up on social media and let us know what you think. But now we're going to wrap it up before we tap it up, and we are going to get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey, what do you got?
0: Uh, Skyward Sword just came out on Friday, so everybody should go pick that up. It was a re—it's a remaster, so I mean, you—if you played the old Skyward Sword, you kind of already know what you're getting into. But it's always fun to play a Zelda game. I haven't really played one that I've hated so far. So, I mean, but I kind of feel that way about most Nintendo franchises. Like I haven't really played a Mario game that I've hated. So, I mean, everybody should really pick it up. It's fun, something to do. Sounds kind good. A I know. Bad uh... release time right now.
2: So. <laughs> I know. I know. My son's looking forward to that one. So,
0: it's actually really hard to find the Skyward Sword Joy Cons, but some Walmart's have them. So we actually found a Walmart nearby that had them, and went and got a pair because they're super hard to find anywhere online. So,
2: all right. we'll have to check that one out, Mark Ellis. How about you?
1: Uh, yeah, I want to recommend a show uh, that is streaming on Amazon right now. It's called a. Uh, Suzanne's Saturday Night Scares. Uh, When I was a kid growing up, there was uh, this cheesy TV show that uh, the host was uh, Zvengali, and he hosted like horror movies. But it was during the daytime, so I could watch them. Um, But they would play like cheesy horror movies, and he would come in during the commercial breaks, and uh, you know, with little gags and stuff. Uh, But there is a woman who's actually bringing that back, and uh, and Adam did an interview with her on a YouTube page. It was very cool. So the name of the show is called Suzanne's Saturday Night Scares, and it's kind of a throwback to those old horror movies where, like, uh, Svengali or Elvira would come in during the, the middle of it and, and you know, give you some trivia about what's going on in the movie. So uh, it's old school, but I think it's kind of dope. So, uh, yeah, check that out. Suzanne's Saturday Night Scares. It's on uh, iTunes and on Amazon. All right. Well,
2: I will suggest that you go to com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. There's movie reviews, there's comic reviews, there's so much more at SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere else under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. As Marcella said, check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube.com backslash SoWizardPodcast. You will find hours of free, exclusive content there: interviews, unboxings, trailer reactions, and more. At youtube.com backslash so wizard podcast don't forget our patreon patreon.com backslash so wizard podcast you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive episodes and more this month it's the only place to hear our review of gunpowder milkshake from netflix as well as myself and adam talking star wars on our video podcast and more at patreon.com backslash so Whew. man, what do I got to recommend this week? I'm going to tell you, uh, first of all, check out Fear Street. I know I'm giving away for free a little bit since we're going to make a review video of it. But uh, check it out, man. Watch. If you're into horror movies, Aubrey, this is not for you. Um, even though it's not as scary as you think, um, it's probably still not for you. Uh, but if you like horror movies, I would say check it out. If you like the first one, then obviously you'll want to roll into the second and the third. So uh, there's a lot of movie there for you to watch. But it's all on Netflix, so you probably already have it. So check out Fear Street on Netflix. Also, make sure you're caught up on Loki. We gave you an extra week just to make sure because that, my friends, is what we will be talking about next week on the podcast. But that's going to do it for this week, episode 363 of the So Wizard podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield.
0: <laughs> that's all, folks.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis Reagans.
1: Hey, There's a big sale going on on the Soul Wizard Podcast T Public Store. So if you wanted to get a t-shirt or a sweatshirt or something like that, this is the week to do it. Everybody have a good week and Wakanda forever.
2: See you guys next week. Me, Markellis, Aubrey, and all our variants are going to check out Loki. Good journey.